We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler, and it's great to be here taping live on Monday night. There is a Monday night football header, a doubleheader, sort of. There's two games at once going on. So I thought, what would be a better time to, I'm already competing with so many things in the in the world. What would be a better time for my YouTube stream to compete than when two football games are happening at once? But I guess I do that on Sundays anyway, and also who cares? And also, I just, I got to record the show at some point. Why not record it right after the Brewers game when my thoughts are fresh? And I got a lot of voicemails burning a hole in my pocket. So we will get to voicemails. We will talk some uh, Packers. David Bakhtiari is in the news. Very quiet. Hasn't really said anything, but he's definitely still in the news. And then a weird Jordan Love discourse is occurring, which is really bothering me uh, very much. So again, this video is on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream. Dan Shaney Insurance. He is the one that is providing the ability. To Tim, no, no, Tim. Tim's commenting on YouTube. Tim, you're not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sitting there. You got it. You're either going to bed, like you said you would, or you're gonna. You're gonna play. Please, no Packers talk. Come on, Tim. It's Green Bay Packers. Channel 12 ain't putting me on Monday mornings to talk about Jacob Nottingham. Okay. We are going to talk some Packers, and we'll get into all that. Again, props to my guy, Dan Shaney. We can start with the Brewers, as I'm jumping on as soon as the Brewers lost. And they did lose to the Cardinals, and they probably lost to the last time ever for Adam uh, to Adam Wainwright. So Wainwright's going to retire. Wainwright, I believe, is 42 years old. This is going to be his last season. And he's got a few starts here left before he uh, hangs him up for good. You know, it's been it's it's not been a great year for Wainwright. Uh, month of May, he had a six one five ERA. Okay, uh, month of June, he had a nine ERA. Oof, some really tough outings in there. Month of August, uh, July rather a six point two nine ERA. Month of month of August, a 10-8-9 ERA. And month of September to date, a 6-7-5 ERA. So his ERA was singing, sitting around 7-9-5 coming into tonight. The Brewers had not seen Adam Wainwright as a 42-year-old this season. And so Adam Wainwright, 
who is having just a miserable, terrible year and is just kind of like riding out the storm, has an ERA of seven, giving up five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten runs a game, faces the Brewers and goes seven strong, gives up just four hits, three Ks, and no earned runs, and gets his likely final win ever against the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, the Cardinals are very eliminated, so, you know, it could be worse. But what a fitting tribute. You know how when guys retire, you know, it's like, hey, thank you, Albert Pujols, for your career in the game. Here's a plaque of you hitting a home run at this stadium that you will put in an office or give to charity or whatever. The Brewers didn't get Adam Wainwright a gift per se, but they did give him uh, this, this was the gift. This was the gift, the seven innings where he dominated the, uh, the Brewers for the last time. Brewers had that big win over the weekend. I think everybody was pretty hyped about that as we were all awaiting my Colorado Buffaloes, who are 20-point dogs against Oregon. Yeah, Colorado should be okay if nobody tries to take out their players. Now nah, they'll probably lose. But then against the Nationals on Sunday, after that great moment, just one run on Sunday. And no runs on Monday, so the offense has dialed it back a little bit. They had a nice week last week. They won the series against Miami. They won the series against the Yankees. They won the series against the Nationals. They can still win the series against the Cardinals, okay? And I think that where we're at now is there's about two weeks left of the regular season, now just under. The Brewers have a six-game lead in the division over both the Reds and the Cubs, as of my voice coming out, to you, the Cubs on a terrible losing streak. And the Brewers should be able to wrap up the NL Central relatively soon. Okay? Magic numbers floating at like seven, I think. Uh, Could have got down to six tonight. This They should be able to wrap up this relatively soon. And I think in prior years, you know, one thing we might do is is talk about, do you want them to... Do you want them to win early? Do you, do you want them to, to win? Or do you want them to coast? Do you want, like, I don't care. I don't care. Just get, you're in the playoffs, get in the playoffs. I don't think that if they relax for a week, it's going to harm them. They're going to have a wild card series in Milwaukee. Hopefully not against the Cubs. Okay. We'll see. But I don't care about that. That is something that I maybe would have talked about in the past. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that uh, this year. I just, Plus, you know, we're all hyped with football. Just coasting in the next couple of weeks. Give me that October 3rd, 4th, 5th series at home, and let's play some baseball. Austin is joining the stream um, hey. uh, on Sunday. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, I think I got you a new follower from that one. I, um, I what was clipped- that guy's name, Jordan? Jordan, yeah. yeah. I clipped the... Um, the lowest God part of your show the other week and showed him that and he was dying laughing. So. Oh, our good friend, Los God, who really. <laughs> yeah, it's needles. <laughs> it's needles. So. What? When, remember when uh spark guy asked, he goes, he's like. Oh, hey, if that was needle. Oh, okay. So that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me tied up and twisted for a sec. Yeah. That's what hooked him. That's what hooked him. Um, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey man. Uh, good. Good Brewer game tonight. Uh, sucks that they lost. I don't. They were kind of um, 
I guess the Cardinals made that like a playoff game for the Brewers, which is good. I think uh, any opportunity that these young guys can have that gets that atmosphere going will only help them. Um, Sal Freelich looked pretty sharp. Uh, Great catch. I think he can be a gold glover at some point soon. And then my other thing was Sal, which was I thought was pretty cool. He was one and three for the night, and then he was in that tough spot. And, you know, just just a nice single uh, playoff hit that you would need. I don't know. I think that guy's going to be really – Pretty really, optimistic for a team that didn't score any runs. I know. I know. That's I'm kind of shocked by it. They let old man Wayno with his 10 ERA. Yeah. I mean, if we're playing like this against Wainwright – what are good playoff pitchers going to do to us? It's it's fine. It's I'm not at, I'm not at all concerned about it. Okay. It was always going to be Wayno's night. I guess. So, was this his last home start or not? Do we know that? Yes, it is because so it, he can play against the Brewers again. They kept saying it's like the last game against the Brewers, but they have a three game spent with them next week at at Brewers. Oh, okay. But so my other thing was, so the Brewers are, we're four games above 500 in the month of September. So, I mean, I'm not going to overreact to the first loss of this. They can still take the series three to one. Just don't let the Cardinals ruin your fucking season, you know? Well, I think too, I mean, we, you know, you never want to be definitive about something because then when you're wrong, you look stupid, but they got a six game lead. They got to be like, they got to be like three and eleven, and the Cubs have to go like nine and two. Right, and seven of those games are against the Cardinals, whose only purpose of playing right now is to make sure that you that your season gets fucked up. So that's is there any I'm issue? Like, like there was because there was the one year. What was I? The, the years blend together, but like there was the year where maybe it was twenty nineteen when we played the Braves, or was that twenty one? That was twenty one. We played the Braves. Yep. And we were like, cool and didn't have much to play for. And then they got beat up by the Braves. Yep. I don't know though. I, you know, cause I don't, I still don't know what this team, you might get zero runs. You might get eight. You might, you might get three runs. You might get 11. Unless there, there might be people more in tune to the team or whatever. I have a hard time sensing a pattern of like, is this going to be a night they score or is this going to be a night they suck? Cause, and I don't think they know. No, I'd agree. And I don't have, uh, I don't sit around with spreadsheets about the Milwaukee Brewers um, run yeah. chart. So I don't really know. But um, I mean, they've been looking, they've been looking pretty good in uh, Krogus and Craig Timber, right? Krogus? Krogus, <laughs> yeah. Are we ready for Croctober? We're ready for Croctober. Yeah, man. I just, yeah. You just have to if you just beat the beat the Cardinals, take the series twice, and then take the Cubs series. That's all you need to do. And then well, we play Miami for a three game stint. So I don't I don't know what I don't know how Miami's doing, but um I don't know, just beat your beat your shitty division rivals and you're in the just playoffs. Don't be any shittier than like five hundred. Yeah, pretty much. It'll be fine. Pretty much is all that they need to do. And then, um, like I was saying, I think any experience like this, so playing the Cardinals, I think that's really good for them 
because it, the Cardinals' sole purpose is to knock you out of contention. And that'll just amp you up into the playoffs. <clears throat> and it's kind of nice, too, that we have a six-game lead because that allows us to have, like, Yelich. You know, we don't have to force him into a game just because we need to win right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I know that they lost it. It sucks. But uh, I came out of that pretty optimistic for where the Brewers are going. Yeah. I mean, I think if we're going to be a group of guys that freak out over one game or if we look at, all right, they lost their six games up, there's two weeks to go. I think we have to look at it as the latter. They lost the game six games up two weeks ago. You can get healthy. As of right now, our starting pitching is healthy. Hopefully it stays that way. <clears throat> Uribe looks great. Uh, that guy can fucking rip the ball, man. That's, it. That's impressive. Is there anybody that you prefer to play? Um, Cubs, Diamondbacks, Reds, Marlins, Giants are all in that wild card spot. Obviously, I don't want the Cubs to come here. That would be yeah. annoying. I would love to beat them, though. Uh, like, what would be annoying, though, is just obviously the fans infiltrating. That's what would be right. annoying. Right, and uh, to me, and I've always, I've always said, like, the joy of, if it's 95% going to happen, the joy of beating them in that series, it's still not worth it to me, the 5% chance we lose. Losing to them would be rough, yeah. It so would I don't be. Wanna, I don't I mean... I'd be I'd be fine with facing the Cubs. I'm good with that. Uh, what did you say? Diamondbacks or Marlins? Giants are sort of in their Reds. Okay, I'd play the I'd take the Reds. We were kicked we kicked their ass all year. Um, Giants. I don't I don't even know what do they what do they even have going on out there on the West Coast for them. I don't know. They're a couple back. Yeah. Um, in Miami. I don't know. I thought we played them well and we get to see them again. I'd be fine. I mean, I'm fine with whoever we see. It would suck. Yeah. The, it would suck the most to lose to the Cubs. It would be the most satisfaction to beat them. And then other than that, I mean, I don't really care who we play. I do think the Brewers will, I mean, they'll, they'll win a wild card series. I do think that. The wild card series, October three, four, and five. Uh, likely it will be at home. Trying to figure out. We'll definitely have post games. Um, I thought about calling my old friend of me, Andrew Wagner, and maybe doing a live stream, get drunk at his house and watch a game. Uh, I almost thought about getting credentialed, maybe. Throw a suit back on and go up there. Will they let, do they let you? I'd probably have to go through CBS, but. Yeah, do it. They let me in. Why not? Yeah, they let yeah. me in. Would they let you do a live post game from the uh, media box? Maybe. I think where I'm at, here's here's where I think I'm where I'm at with teams. Bucks, smooth sailing. People well, that work the there for a long time. Yeah. People that work there, people that uh, cover the team, good. Brewers, eh, team might be a little agitated with me. Media is good. Packers, they don't know who I am. Media hates me. So I think that's kind of where I am right now. Sure. Oh, well, that all makes sense. Yeah, no, I've, I've earned every, <laughs> I've made every bed that I've slept in. So, yeah. 
Yeah. You got anything Packers before I hit some voicemails? Uh, I think that I was more. I'm okay. More. I, I'm kind of. Fuck Lafleur, man. I mean, really. I mean, we got to see this guy for what he is. Um, I don't know. Cohn had a nice tweet earlier that made me realize. So when everyone was blaming Rodgers for only putting up ten against San Francisco in that uh, snowy game in Lambeau in the divisional round, um, I mean it's just another example of Lafleur. And then um, I went and listened to the first loss that the Packers and Lafleur had with Jordan Love against the Chiefs, and pretty much same shit, man. Uh, Lafleur. I don't know. He's got to come. I got up so with much him. to say about the Packers tonight. Oh my God! All right, rifle off a little bit because my mine is I'm tr- I'm trying not to be too heated about it. I just I do think Lafleur. He's a big bold question mark, and this year we can see whatever goes on, but next year he definitely needs to be on the hot seat for his job. Well, I'll get into the Packers in a second. I'll get more into some voicemails that I have in a second off the Carl's Place voicemail line, 402-915-2278, 402-915-BART. Um, the other thing that is Brewers in the news, and a lot of this has escalated escalated quickly, all of a sudden uh, po- politicians are having a press conference on top of the dugout Monday morning for stadium financing issues. So now we're now we're talking stadium and it's ramped up. And my fear when I first saw this was they they can't be the Brewers can't you can't have a press conference with Republicans and no Democrats. And you can't have a press conference with Democrats or no Republicans. If you've got an idea and you've got legislators that want to do it, it has to be bipartisan right away. Otherwise, people are going to think that they're going to associate you with the side, and then they're going to view the stadium based on based on what. And then we're going to draw a line in the sand instead of looking at what a deal could be. And now they're going with the like it's cheaper to keep them messaging that the Bucks somehow worked for them. I think that a lot of the stadium stuff is nonsense. Um, I think that it is a public service and it should be here. Uh, I also go back to what I always talk about with there's a lot of people going to that stadium that don't spend any money in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't, don't make Milwaukee. The one thing I do, so I can really get into the weeds, but I'm going to make, uh, I'm going to have Dan bit. Schaefer on this week with the recombobulation area. Dan does a lot of this. He He's a lot smarter than I, I do want to, what I do want to talk about on today's show is shit on Rick Schlesinger. Uh, AJ Bayapur had this clip of Rick talking today. You know, some development around the ballpark be a reality? Sure. Is that day coming anytime soon? No. I, I'm very uh, protective of our tailgating culture. Um, we have some of the, the largest parking lots of any major league stadium, and that's important for fans. I want, I want to make it easier for fans to come here and tailgate and park. I don't want to make it tougher. So I'm very sensitive to real estate development that would encroach upon our culture of tailgating. Having said that, are there. Okay. There has not been in the recorded history of man, a time when somebody wanted to tailgate and couldn't. No. At, and, at that stadium. 
and that back parking lot like if you're driving north you know right on the highway there that back that back lot that's just off you don't need that and we're we're, we're really worried about the tailgating culture tailgating is going to be just fine i guarantee you people are going to be able to tailgate there there can be another bart winkler tailgate so you know what i went to that back culture no, I went to that Packers preseason game. Um, we parked about as far as we'd parked from. So when we went and did the tailgate, the distance from where we parked to get into the stadium was about the same distance as I did in Green Bay, except I parked at an Ace Hardware. <laughs> and Ace Hardware had people. And park on their lawn. They had people tailgating. And then Ace is like, hey, did you forget something? Go buy it here. And yeah. why can't the Brewers? Put a fucking Bernie's hardware in the middle of the goddamn parking lot. Oh, did you forget a grill scraper? Instead of me and Matt in the Falls texting 18 people, go buy Why one. They make their own brewer's store. They don't even have to like hire it out. Bernie should be driving around on a cart at minimum. Selling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Bart's coffin. Um, selling charcoal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't get why they don't just make their own freaking store. And like they they obviously have the right to sell beer, food, merchandise. Why not just expand the merchandise that you sell and have like a convenience store in that back uh parking lot or something? I mean, I live right by the stadium. If they developed that into like a bar um like like the Deer District, I mean, I would be down there. I'd be there way more often like i would go just to one of the bars to watch the brewer game you know if they had that option i don't know what another empty parking lot sitting there is doing for you in the middle of winter too this is this is a this is a i think this is a problem in the midwest wisconsin milwaukee we're always 35 years behind Mm -hmm. yeah i agree i mean i agree I mean, that's where we're at. All right, Austin. I'm going to get some voicemails. I got Q hanging here. All right. Say hi to Q for me, huh? Why don't you just say hi to him? Hey, Q. Hey, Austin. How's it going, dude? Good. You guys Good. got me got me uh, calling in because of this brewer situation. All right. Well, we'll get to that in a second. I do want to remind uh, our good buddies. No, let me start over. Wait, wait, wait. Tim. I want to remind you about our good, good buddies at the Wisconsin Bike Fed. Did you guys know that as the winter draws closer, it gets darker earlier? Have you been aware of this? My mom was just here and she was like, hey, I got to get home. And I'm like, oh, sun's not till eight o'clock, just like the last time you were here. And she said, no, Bart, that was the summer. It's September now. And I said, oh, my God. The sun sets at seven. You better get home. But when you get home, make sure make sure you're going to dart off Capitol Avenue. Make sure you look for those bikers and walkers and commuters. And the Wisconsin Bike Fed wants you to know that. Hey, mom, turn your lights on, mom. Slow down and look around. Okay? There's a lot of people traveling around our communities, not just via car. Check out more details, WisconsinBikeFed.com. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, you want to talk Brewers? Yeah, fall back is right around the corner, and then then it's going to be like dark at 5 o'clock. My kid and I, on the walk to school today, we picked out the one tree that we're going to look at every day to see if the leaves are starting to change. It should be very fun. Very exciting. That's such a, a dad activity with the sun. That's amazing. Kudos to you. You're a good dad, Bart. Well, I was fishing, but thank you. <laughs> what's up uh, so on the the brewers like stadium funding it's it's really not that complicated of an issue the brewers own the land the or excuse me the state owns the land the state owns the stadium the brewers are a tenant they're thinking about renewing their lease every landlord in the world in commercial real estate provides tenant improvement dollars to their tenants to entice them to stay like anyone who doesn't understand that doesn't understand how real estate works in this entire country so anyone that's like upset about this doesn't understand that the brewers pay the the state tax revenue just for being here and they pay the the state um rent annually to use the space so uh and and that whole area is going to be dilapidated very quickly if the brewers ever decided to leave so um it, it's a pretty yeah, what would it issue. even turn into it would turn into a pile of rubble oh it'd be awful yeah it'd be a big eyesore it would be terrible and then we'd be like what should we build there and then like the junior version of the domes would pop up there. Some dumb shit. Yeah. I mean, just putting your sports fandom aside, like it is cheaper to, to let them stay than let them leave. So. Well, and also I think the problem is, I think the brewers are starting from a point where they want as little money to pay for it as possible. 
Yeah. And so with this being a 2030 thing, the, the like it's 2023. This is going to get dragged out for a while. But then the Brewers throw this little press conference up today, and it's like they're trying to create this panic that's not there. I mean, we're 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 six games up. We got ten to go. We're in a pennant race. The last thing that I need right now is Rick Schlesinger giving interviews about tailgate culture. I I, I want to know I want to know what kind of down payments and ticket package deals I can get. They 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 promote a jersey patch. Four hours later, the report comes out. This team sucks at PR. They are god-awful. And so that's why, however this goes, they're always behind the eight ball because no one's going to trust them. And then you got your owner, who is free as a human man to spend his money however he chooses, diversify whatever, but he's buying all this shit when he's also asking us for money. It's just, you can't get too nuanced with this stuff. It's simple PR, man. Yeah, I feel... I agree with everything you just said, and I feel like the Brewers got by with the Bucks being so poorly run for decades under Herb Cole that they were an easy second place behind the Packers, but now they're in a distant, distant third place behind the, the Bucks and the Packers for um, worst-run sports organization in the state. So uh, hopefully they can get their act together. Um, but I agree the timing's off and it, it just doesn't make sense and it's going to work itself out. So um, you're going to play some voicemails. I was going to play one. You're free to keep talking. Oh, is it not set up yet? Well, as soon as I press play, let's listen to it. You want to hear a voicemail? Yeah. You want, how about I'll play you one from Dan and Muskego. Okay. All right. This is Dan in Muskego. And now we're going to jump around topics a little bit, okay? Okay. Hi, Bart. This is Dan from Muskego. I don't call often, but I had to call in after listening Monday morning to the Packer postgame pod. I got to say, I just disagree completely with how much you are blaming Matt LaFleur. I think he's doing an excellent job coaching a super young offense without their RB1, their wide receiver one, their left tackle. Yeah, we all saw the tweet, Jared. To a really good offense and giving Jordan Love some success. I think he's doing great. The field goal in the beginning of the game, that was like nothing. It's the beginning of the game. Who cares? Punt. Dan, 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 Dan. It's the beginning of the game. Who cares? Okay. That's a 60 minute game. You get so many chances. You don't get to make a decision at the beginning of the game and say, who cares at the beginning of the game? These same people that are like, oh, it's fine that we don't have Bakhtiari. We need him for week 17 when we really need to win. Okay. Well, we lost week two. They count the same. Dan, I love you, bud. But. I agree. I disagree with you. Wasn't very good. On top of that, everyone loves to shit on Matt Lafleur and compliment Rich Bisaccia, but that's Bisaccia's unit that got to delay a game. So, I think Matt Lafleur deserves some credit for coaching a young team. He's doing well. The loss isn't on him. I put it on AJ Dillon way before I put it on him. 
I'd put it on Joe Barry in the defense way before I put it on him. I think David Cudahy, it was good to hear him. I think him saying Matt LaFleur is fine is much more of a level-headed take than your blaming Matt LaFleur. Also, uh, on an unrelated note, I'm glad you're muting when you're coughing now. That was getting old real fast. And what else here? Um, your mm-hmm, with Grantville and Paul Emig is the best show of the week. It's always great. And whatever you were doing this last week to try to interrupt or ruin that, I think even Grant mentioned some something about what bit are you doing. It was a bad bit. Don't ruin that. Those guys are great. That's your best show of the week. I love it. Keep up the good work, Bart. See you. Well, let me just say that the coughing thing, that's not like a bit. Okay? I'm suffering. Sunday was as bad as it got. I had a real bad Sunday. And I coughed a little bit here. Okay. I tried to my chart for some more meds. They won't give it to me. They're like, you got to come back in. I just give me the meds. Fucking healthcare scam. Everyone's entitled to their opinions, but there wasn't much I agreed with there besides that the mm-hmm, mm-hmm is a great pod. But everything else he said was was crap. <laughs> well, I'm out here. I want to spit to you now. A hot take Jake here is, what is this now? Non-alcoholic wine? What do you got there? Now you're on mute. There it is. Yeah. See, this is a brand called Frey, the alcohol-free wine. Since everybody was so upset about what I'm putting into my body, I figure let's just run with it and, uh, you know, mind your own. Did you get a haircut and shave? Uh, no haircut, but I did shave. It's it's weird. Check it out. I'm RoboCop. That's <laughs> your punk ro- RoboCop. Seeing my face on there with a clean shave, and that's it's very it's very weird. I'm not used to it, but that's the first thing that came to mind was RoboCop. Nice. All right, I need to spit out every uh, Packer thought that I have. Right, please now. let's get on with the real show. Let's um, go because there's a lot of people that have been using my tweets to amplify themselves the last couple of days. Uh, I got a quote tweet from Sam Decker who told me I was overreacting and then didn't engage. I got a tweet from uh, Mike Heller who said I was being irrational, but then did not uh, engage. I said, I'd come on a show. I got a tweet from Char- uh, Corey Banky who uh, says I'm the next bill Michaels, whatever that means. And I, he did not, I, I said, let's talk. And he did not engage. So I'm being used as a, springboard to some when all i want to do is just talk and converse now there was a tweet that i had that people were very upset with i said uh we were worried about jordan love plot twist he's fine the team sucks and the coaching's horrendous the point of that tweet was and again that was fired that was fired off the minute before i went on the show on sunday just as like hey this is two minutes after the game whatever um my my point was jordan love is not the problem or if you were coming into the season worrying about Jordan Love, you don't have to. Now, I know that there's – this is what we're doing here. There's there's a certain corner that's doing some Jordan Love discourse that is really annoying me. Jordan Love has been fine. At the minimum, he's been fine. You watch this, these Monday night games tonight. 
Would you rather have Bryce Young right now? Would you rather have Kenny Pickett? Would you rather have Derek Carr? Would you rather have uh, Deshaun Watson? Jordan Love's playing better than any of these guys. He's got six touchdowns, no picks. And the fourth quarter he had was poor. It was a bad fourth quarter. Bad offensive play calls. Uh, there was the confusion on the snap. Okay, that's funny. He looked drunk. There was the play that was almost intercepted. But we're going to do, we did the same thing. I don't want us to do the same thing that we did with Rodgers 2008, where Rodgers took over for Brett Favre. And Rodgers was getting criticized for every single play, every single snap. And when it's 15 years and you're like, like you criticize a guy in that moment when there's somebody else coming up, maybe. But there was, it was Aaron Rodgers. It was it. And Rodgers was taking the team down the field with two minutes to go, 2.30 to go. Then the defense would give up a touchdown. And then he wouldn't be able to get anything done. It was a lot of drives. That was a very similar game that we saw Rodgers in 2008. And I think any energy that's being spent on, uh, oh, Jordan Love's got this PFF grade, like arbitrary grades are arbitrary grades, man. I'm watching the game feeling good about my quarterback and in two through two games of a season, isn't that all you can ask for? If you're going to be someone who's going to try to nitpick and find every stat you can to argue something about Jordan, like, what do you want? You want him to get benched? You want him to be kicked off the team? I don't think anybody's out there saying he's an all pro. I think a lot of Packer fans are excited. Hey, this guy looks a little bit better than, than we were even thinking that hopefully he could. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's still got to improve on stuff. He's, he, these, are, these are his third and fourth starts. He's got to improve. He will improve. Nobody's asking him to be Patrick Mahomes. So let's not judge him like that, okay? So it's on Jordan Love. Lafleur. I think Lafleur is a smart guy. I think he's bad at game management. He needs the remote from Click where he can pause life. And instead of make a decision in five seconds, he gets like a day and a half to do it. That's my issue with Matt Lafleur at this point. Uh, David Bakhtiari. Look, here's the thing with Bakhtiari. First of all, his brother, did you guys see his brother tweet? His brother tweeted like a fuck around and find out when Bakhtiari was inactive, which is leading us to think, hey, NFL, you didn't have you didn't have grass, so you fucked around and you found out. Well, does, does the NFL, like if, if so, if David Bakhtiari is really protesting playing on turf, and we don't know, he hasn't talked, and LaFleur is being coy, but if David Bakhtiari is really protesting being on turf, does that scratch the NFL at all? It's like throwing stones in a mountain. It doesn't, doesn't make any difference. They do not give a shit if 31-year-old part-timer David Bakhtiari doesn't want to play the five games he's scheduled to on turf. They're not suddenly going to say, oh my God, we're going to change the entire landscape of these arenas. You know, it's, it's one thing if all of a sudden the top eight quarterbacks in the league say, you know, no turf, we're not going to do it. This is one guy who's like the biggest thing he's known for in the last two years is not playing. And so him not playing doesn't send any message. It doesn't do anything. So here's where I want. If Bakhtiari is holding out and not playing on turf, then if that's your cause, have it be your cause. Stand up. Say, look, I'm not doing this. I'm protesting these games. My team's not going to find me. So this is, we got to get better. If you want to have a cause, have a cause, stand behind it. The team, if they support them, I need, we need to know. And there's a lot of people that say it's not your business. Who needs to know? Who needs to care? To that, I say, shut up. I want to know. You got a guy who's making $20 million that doesn't want to play. You're all just cool with that? You like it being a mystery? Oh, it's competitive advantage, some say. 
then 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 Rogers or the other team doesn't Rogers the other team doesn't know if Bakhtiari is going to play or not. All right, big secret. You look at Bakhtiari, you're like, hey, that guy's not bad, and then you see he's not there. You just rush the shit out of that side like the Falcons did. So I just, if Bakhtiari is going to have a stand, then have a stand. Don't let your brother subtweet an Adam Schefter injury report. If you're really going to do it, then do it. And if it's not what it is, then don't let us write the story. Don't let fans write the story. Don't let Matt LaFleur be silent about it. If, if you're not holding out, what are you doing? Why didn't you play? We know that you could have played. We know you would have played if that was on Lambeau. We're pretty sure you would have played if you didn't see your best friend get hurt on turf the other night. So that's that's what I'm saying. I I don't know. This has been a weird this has been a weird 48 hours after a Packer game because they're not going to win a Super Bowl. Okay, we don't know how to react after losses. We we don't we, we don't we don't know like how impactful these things are. All I know is that they were up 12 in the fourth quarter and lost the football game. And I want to highlight the reasons that they got up 12. And I think you can, you can criticize the reasons that they, that they lost the football game. I think that's all fair. So there's just a lot of junk being thrown around right now. Uh, any thoughts, Jake? Well, first things first, the Jordan Lowe stuff, it's not even worth talking about because it's just so idiotic. Um, it just gives merit to people that try to stir shit. It's just going to be coming from your Aaron Rodgers loyalists. Um, so it's, again, not worth talking about. The Bakhtiari thing, um, his brother, uh, I've, I've had some run-ins with his brother. Um, also, I think he learned from the best as far as being passive-aggressive about shit. Uh, the guy that friend-zoned him is the one that taught him that. So uh, to me, dude, you get paid. Like, you sign the contract. If you don't like what's in that contract, talk to your union. If not, get your fucking ass on the field. Sorry, I'm a little bit fired up on that one. Well, um, no, I think if, if Bakhtiari, if he wants to hold out, he needs to say he's holding out. And then if if he's if that's what he's going to do, I know that he's better than your option. But what it, what it almost feels like, good to go back to LaFleur, is that if Bakhtiari, and I'm using ifs here because I don't know, you know, uh, but if Bakhtiari is saying, guys, I'm just not going to play on the turf, and then – I need Matt LaFleur to be like, well, then you're not playing here. Like David yeah. Bakhtiari is in 2023. David Bakhtiari is not the difference between us winning a Super Bowl or not. So if you want to make an example, you go make an example somewhere else. I need to make an example. I'm the head coach of this team. I just got railroaded by four years by King Rogers. I'm not going to let, you know, Jester Bakhtiari do the same goddamn shit. Well, I think with Bakhtiari too, um, I think he feels a little bit jilted. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers pretty much friend zoned him by getting every other buddy that he has on the Packers. Like, I feel like if Aaron Rodgers, when that trade was going down, was like, you got to get me David Bakhtiari too, the Jets would have done it. So maybe like there's a little bit of misplaced anger there. Um, and like, it, it was a revelation for me that, yeah, of course, Rodgers getting hurt. I don't think he's taking this stand without it. Like, that's his way of like trying to be like, see, bro, I got your back. But it just shows where his loyalties lie. Um, if if you think uh, it's not safe for me to play on turf, what makes you better than every other player that's out there playing on turf? Like you're not above. If Darren Rodgers wasn't above the G, you damn sure ain't above the G. So get your ass out on the field. And somebody at that uh, at Lombardi Avenue there needs to grow a spine. And because if he is going to sit out on games that are all turf, that means they're letting him. And that's where I have a problem. 
Well, and again, we don't know. And the longer we don't know, the more we don't know. And the more we don't know, the more we speculate. To me, the, the, the brother thing confirms it. There, there's no, like, there's nothing else that that could mean. Yeah. So, but again, who's he fucking around with? Like, uh, I, like I really, I don't did, care. Did, did, did the Bakhtiari brothers get on the phone and be like, yo, we're going to bring this shit down. The NFL, does Roger Goodell even know who David Bakhtiari is? He probably knows who David is. He damn sure doesn't know who Eric is. Uh, to me, it doesn't it doesn't matter who they're trying to take down or what they're trying to make their statement. Like that's all irrelevant. You're a high paid player. You signed a contract that you know your union negotiated those everything in that contract. So talk to your union. Don't be passive aggressive through Twitter, um, and you know don't cause a distraction on your own team. Which again, I, I don't think he gives a shit about the Packers. This is like. Uh, his last chance to make some money. So yeah, he's going to ball out when he's out there. But again, I guess, you know, if, if he can get away with it, if green Bay is going to allow him to, why not? If he wants to have a cause, have a cause, but I need to like, I need to hear him say something. He's already tweeted. We, we could, we're, we're making these assumptions because we know how he feels about turf. It's not like we're just like, Oh, he didn't play in Atlanta. He must hate turf. We know how well, he feels about turf. Think about that. If he has a cause, you want to know, stand up and say what you mean. What does that sound like that will hint at like, I'm, I'm, you know, got this to say, I'm not really going to say it, but I'll speak in metaphors. What does that remind you of? Yeah. I really do think if Rogers didn't get hurt, Bakhtiari's playing Sunday. Of course not. He, he wants his, his old girlfriend back. This is him, you know, pulling a John Cusack and say anything. He's out on Aaron's front lawn with the boom box in the rain, just pulling up there. I love you, bro. I miss you. Um, yeah. Anything else Packers you got? I'm going to play some more voicemails. Otherwise, no, um, I'll let you go, but I do hope that you talk about this Damian Lillard stuff. Uh, cause if, if you haven't heard, there's uh, a report that came out that an Eastern conference team is in the mix or no, tried to get into the mix. That, anyone that files that account is not welcome here. Uh, well, it's not the account you're thinking of. This is, uh, something more reputable. I know which one you're talking about. The trade rumors guy, he's just trying to piggyback off of that. But, um, yeah, the, it's clearly the Bucks that have, like, I think that are the third team that got involved trying to maybe make some. And it's smart because either you get Lillard, which I think would be a great fit with Giannis, um, or it forces Miami to up their offer and, you know, make them spend more. So, um, yeah, I think that's it, it all makes sense with the, you know, again, with the more passive aggressive stuff that Giannis has been doing in the offseason. I think he wants his buddy there. Um, the problem is in all these scenarios, it's always Drew Holiday going out, and I don't want Lillard unless it's with Holiday. So uh, to me, that's kind of a moot point. But um, I love the show, love the Winkler verse. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Jake. Uh, Ty Windish confirms it's Mark Spears with the original report. So that then, you know, he's a reputable guy. I've only seen it from that one NBA, like, you know, you guys all know who I'm talking about that clown uh it's fun to speculate i think there's a lot of speculations on trades for the bucks me personally i have a hard time speculating if it happens it happens and then we'll talk about it uh others feel different hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for 
happy price, price line. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Voicemail from Charlie. This is a short one. Hey, Bart. This is Charlie in Milwaukee. First time, long time. Uh, just wanted to call and uh, kind of revisit the conversations you had a while back ago before the Brewers started the season. Uh, you had the predictions on the wins, and they're at 84 wins right now. Kind of wanted to see what your thoughts are, where they're at right now, uh, heading into October as well. Uh, another thing as well, you know, the Packers, they're doing great. Uh, I can actually enjoy the ride for once now that Aaron Rodgers is gone. So, but uh, mostly just wanted to hear about the the Brewers prediction you had a while back ago and uh, see what your thoughts are heading into October. All right, uh, great job on the uh, the podcast and uh, look forward to, to hearing more from you. All right, bye. Charlie, thanks. I have no idea how many wins I took the Brewers to have. Uh, I probably said something like eighty five or eighty six, uh, just to be safe. You know, I don't think they're going to suck but I wasn't bold enough to say 90 um, Brewers. As we talked about, this is a good baseball team. I still don't know when they're going to have the nights where they score and when they don't, hopefully they have the nights that they score in the playoffs. They deserve a home series. I don't want to be against the Cubs. I think they can go decently far. Uh, I think they need moments like Mark Canna hitting grand slams and Woody and Burns having back-to-back gems. If they're going to beat Braves Dodgers kind of teams, but this is probably certain. This is, this probably this probably could be their best chance since eighteen. I think we could I think we could comfortably say that since eighteen their best chance. Brew Crew wants to know if I saw the Nick Chubb injury. Uh, not only did I see it, it was gross. Uh, I have him in pretty much every fantasy league. I have a lot of Joe Burrow Nick Chubb leagues. So, Cone Roller, what's up, Art? What's up, dog? canna has his bat flip landed yet i mean oh my god that was awesome yeah no i think i think finally it just did no okay okay nice yeah. Saturday. tough loss tonight though against wayne wayno yeah wayno uh first time all year let me just make sure the stat right is right first is so this was the first time all year that wayno didn't suck dick in a game Love it. Um, I actually agree with most of the stuff you said about Bakhtiari. I thought I was going to be disagreeing with you, but I'm, I'm with you on that. Well, I want him to, he, if he has a cause, I want him to have a cause. Exactly. Yep. hundred percent. The problem right now with all this is it's a lot of, so there's people like me who are making assumptions based on the knowledge we have. And then there's people that are saying, no, the team has to, I love the one where it's like, what's it matter to you? I don't know. I'm a, like, we, we debate about who the second long snapper should be. I want to know if my left tackle is going to be out there when he's making more money than anybody. Sorry. Yeah. Well, well, what if he, you got to save him for week two so he can play week 17. Oh, great. Hey, in week two, they fucking lost. 
I think LaFleur is just lying through his teeth to the media. It's hilarious. Is he lying because he protects Bakhtiari and he's like, I agree with you? Or is he too big of a cuck to speak up? I think, you know, you're the head coach. He's one of the, probably the most, what, veteran Packer right now is Bakhtiari. I think you just kind of own that. You just eat it as the head coach and you you put go out there, put a face. But my thing is, you know, Matt Schneidman pushed on LaFleur a little bit. And I, I gave credit to Matt on his show tonight. Um, he, he. I asked, heard you called in, yeah. Yeah, he asked Matt about it and, or Matt asked LaFleur about it, sorry. And LaFleur is like, oh, come on. We've already, we've done doing this for two years. But has LaFleur ever really given us the full truth or even anything about Bakhtiari? I feel like it's all just twisted around and no firm answers from him. It feels like whatever is going on with David Biden, far before the turf thing. Remember, because he was injured, but then he came back, but then he wasn't ready. It just seems like it's a mystery that they feel like we should know, but they won't give us any hints to tell us. And then if we guess, we should not even be guessing. I, it just, it's very, look, it's they, like the, the, the Packers. It's like the government. It's like the government. It's, it's like the government. The Packers gave a contract to a guy that they don't normally give contracts to in that situation. And this is exactly why. Yeah. He doesn't it, play. I think it was uh, Vagabond John who said it, the Red Shed, the real Red Shed. Um, he said it, it's a very similar contract that the Brewers gave to Ryan Braun. Oh. And I thought it was kind of an interesting take. I liked it. Um, are you anti-love guy or what? No, not anti. I mean, I'm not stroking them off like a lot of people, but I'm not. You know, I'm not doing the Pete Bukowski digging into the numbers and showing how bad he is on paper. Is there any quarterback you'd rather have that played on Monday night than Jordan Love? Mm, probably not. Maybe Deshaun Watson. Like Watson has, he should be good. Pickett should be good. Bryce I mean, Young looks. Bryce Young looks like they have not even thought about taking the training wheels off of him. And Derek Carr, awful. He sucks. He's done. Yeah, he stinks. They should get. They should let Jameis go. Unleash him. How do you also, feel that Sam Decker said I was overreacting? Well, that's Sam Decker. He would do the same exact thing talking about how, oh, the, the European game is actually better than the, the National Basketball Association. It's much more team game. It's cleaner, blah, blah, blah. That's Sam Decker. Typical I don't, I don't think I like this whole like wave of people that try to oh, – like we there's 17 of these games in a season. A lot of shit happens – in three hours, very quickly. I'm going you, to react. I will give you a little bit of a pushback, though. You know, you you wanted off the Rodgers ride. You wanted to be done with those Super Bowl or bust expectations. And now here we are, week two, brand new season, new vibes, pretty much a whole new team. And it still seems like a lot of Packer fans, and you included, are reacting like it's a Super Bowl or bust season. This is It's a lot of growing pain still. Yes, that is one of the things that I think we're all working through. Yes. It's growing Where, pains for us, too. It's growing pains for the fans as well. Like this David Bakhtiari thing. You might miss five games. This is a big deal. 
However, like I said, they're not going to miss or make a Super Bowl in 2023 because of him. That was 2021 or 2020, whatever year. Yeah, that was that was a year. What's your favorite? Here's here's a poll question. What's your favorite forgotten moment of failure in the Packers uh, postseason since 2014? Mine is when an Equinemius St. Brown dropped a two point conversion. Yeah, that was brutal. That killed the any momentum they had going. Just a lot of people talk about Scotty Miller and Kevin King in that game. Fucking EQ had one right in his bread basket. Literally hit him through his hands right to his chest. Yeah. Awful. Um, my mo like my I, I loved that Cardinals game they played, I think, 2015. That was a fun. Oh, one. Saturday night, Janice. Yeah. Yeah. Abby getting in the mix a little bit. Yeah, Abby. Do we have any Badgers takes or don't we? They got Purdue on Friday. Yep. Hmm. They should win. I feel like since they lost, it's kind of like, yeah, takes a little bit of the, you know, the flames out a little bit. Um, but once we start getting into the heart of big 10 season, then I think it'll pick back up. How do you feel about 19 year olds rushing a stadium? Um, I think it's a little, I'm, I don't know. I'm a little bit on the fence. I, I don't agree completely with hot take Jake. Like they are 19 year old kids, probably drunk, like just looking to have a good time. I mean, it's Colorado. They haven't been good. What have they ever been good? I don't even know. And now they're, they're the center of the college football universe. So yeah, they're going to have fun. It was a dirty game. You know, they deserve to flex on Colorado state a little bit after some of those hits. So I, I let them uh, do what they want. that was a very late game. I got, I got very drunk. Shocking. I was very hungover on Sunday. So does drinking make the cough worse? That is what we have determined. Yes. Mm. All, all, when you look up WebMD, it says, don't drink alcohol, don't drink caffeine. My doctor didn't tell me that. I'm just supposed to fucking know. Do your own research. That's true. Um, What's your pie chart blame for the Packers loss? For, For losing? Yeah. Um, well, um, I think the defense gets 40%. And when I say the defense, I don't just mean Joe Barry. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, who was that Savage? He could have had that tackle on fourth and two. Yeah, a couple, they he. I mean, B, at the end of the day, too, Bijan was just better than the Packers could tackle. It was. It kind of came down to a talent thing at the end. Bijan is crazy. I might even go like sixty on the defense, and that includes Joe Barry. Yeah, I think so what's Lafleur. The split, what's the split of that sixty percent though? Uh, probably forty twenty players, coach. Okay. I like that. That's rational. I think uh, Lafleur definitely gets some. Do you think Jordan Love should get any? That I don't know. I don't think so. Really. Like he never, he didn't play bad enough to lose us that game by any means. The big, I mean, the biggest came, thing is he, oh, he almost threw a pick. Yeah, and then the fourth quarter. I mean, he didn't look great, but like I said, 
it's going to be growing pains. So, yeah, I think that's, that's uh, AJ the, Dillon gets a big chunk. Yeah, he Jesus awful. Do you really think they look at bringing in a, a new running back, or are they just going to ride it out? Well, if they want Kareem Hunt, you better sign him quick. Nick Chubb's dead. I was just going to say Kareem Hunt. What about playoff Lenny? Oh, playoff Lenny would be great. He's kind of like an AJ Dillon, but older. Yeah, well, I just need a guy that's not going to trip over. So he, he ended up injuring Elton Jenkins, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Elton Jenkins, it's not like, oh, Bakhtiari's right because Jenkins got hurt on the turf. No, no, no. Jenkins got hurt because Dylan kamikaze into his leg. Okay. Conspiracy. What if Bakhtiari uses AJ Dillon as an excuse to sit out the rest of the season? He's like, I can't have that guy running behind me. Bad for the knee. Wait, Q, you think Love gets 10%? Are you here? I'm here. Yeah. Like, he he mismanaged the clock, and then he went 0 for 6 in the fourth quarter. So, and what about? I I feel like he did enough to get us in the position to win. I'm not discounting that. I'm just saying he, his inexperience probably cost us that win. If if that exact game happened in week fourteen or fifteen, I feel like we win because he would have had like the experience to get us over the top. I, I I'm not saying he won't be a good quarterback. I'm just saying he doesn't get a free pass just because he played three good quarters of football. Like we've all watched enough football to know that the fourth quarter is the most important part. Um, Facts. And and Rodgers is very good at the fourth quarter in the regular season. So it's it's kind of like you can be good at football in the fourth quarter in the regular season. And then, like, if you suck at football in the fourth quarter in the playoffs, then you're just not that very good at football and you're not Tom Brady. So I, I guess there's, like, kind of layers to it. I'm also going to bring in Spark Guy, who I was – I've been waiting to see if you would join before I played your voicemail. I was hoping you'd join. No, I was on the road. It was pretty rambly. Well, you were shitting on Jordan Love, were you not? I wouldn't say shitting on. I think that the question I have for you, the question I have for you is, what's, what are your expectations for the year? I guess maybe there's misaligned expectations. What are your expectations for the Packers this year? That they compete for a playoff spot. Okay. Then what's so there's no there's no Super Bowl this year. You just don't think that's happening? I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, no. I'm just asking. I I I, I thought it was a straightforward question. I don't I, I feel like I just asked LaFleur a question. You got it was it was a little snip. <laughs> um so my whole thing, though, is I that think wasn't the whole... meant to be that way at you. That was more of a that was mute. That was not meant to be a personal at you. I, it's okay. Hey, I'm just asking the questions. I'm Can sitting pause there. The Super Bowl for one second. Yeah, uh-huh. I, think, I think the NFC is so wide open that we cannot completely write off the Packers. It, there's, it's possible that the Packers can get to a Super Bowl. I'm not saying we're going to win. But there is a path to the Super Bowl if oh. Love can figure things out and we, like, make a trade. We've got enough ammo for next year that you could bring in a dis- 
a disgruntled wide receiver or additional help. We cannot, however, trade that Jets pick. We cannot trade that pick, nor can they. Like you're saying you don't want them to, or it's like contracted that we can't. So we're going to get a second round pick from the Jets? Yeah. Because Rodgers didn't play 65%? Mm-hmm. We cannot trade that pick until the end of the season. Okay. Because it won't be official until the end of the season. We okay. made that little deal. It sits over here in escrow. We cannot touch it until it's finalized. Even though we know we can't trade that pick. That's helpful to know. I'm going to let you guys talk, but uh, looking forward to the conversation. Thanks, Q. All right, Spark. I think what I said. You me all these shitty PFF stats. What are you trying to tell me? I'm trying to tell you this. I, this is where I come from on. Because I feel like, and I don't feel like I've been an antagonistic non-pack. I, I feel like I'm a very above the board, like neutral guy on it. I think the we main thing about your bears, the whole city quit on fields at oh, the same time. See, this is, this is the difference between us, though. We've been down this road so many times, so many times. Like, so when we know, we know. What would, what would the bears, what would you as a bears fan, we get the Packers get Jordan Love or Justin Fields, you get Jordan Love. What else would you have to give us? Oh, I don't want them. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want either side of it. Because my, this is where I come from on it, and this is my point. I feel like, and again, we've been in mid to terrible NFL for 30 years. We've had to battle this over and over and over. And something about Fields is I don't have this idea that these elite quarterbacks is a progression where they slowly get better, better, and then year four, year five, they're awesome. Those guys show it very early on. There's very Roger. much – Rodgers showed it very early on. 2008, they went 6-10, and 10, right? Rodgers threw like this. He was like, eh. Well, when he came in, but when he started coming in games and they had fixed all that, they were 6-10 and 10 that first year. But, again, advanced stats, they're like the best 6-10 and 10 team ever. Like, all their numbers were like 11-5 and five team. That's why everyone coming into the next year knew they would do well. And then the next year, they did awesome, too. He, made the, he was a Pro Bowl quarterback his first year. Like, he was he – was, and he came in that Cowboy game – there was no training wheels on him. I mean, he put up multiple scores on a on a number one seed, and then the next year they came and he won that first game against Minnesota. Like you knew pretty early on that he had a good shot to be elite, and he was there. So this whole idea that it's this progression is where I disagree with it. All the guys, anybody that's any, I can't think of a single guy that has slowly improved year after year and then been elite. Every single one of them, whether it be Mahomes whether it be Manning, whether it be Brady, any of these guys, even Romo, they figure it out pretty early on. And what so I'm saying no, is – But are we – Love's not going to be elite. Do we think he's going to be elite? Who? Love? But that's my point. Like, you know, I don't – I think you're always looking for the elite guy because you're not going to win a Super Bowl without it. That's the thing. You're always looking to see if you have the combination of the coach and the quarterback. And I think that's the biggest question that the Packers have to solve this year is like teams will get into a team. There's only like eight elite guys and teams will get into a situation where they have a Daniel Jones or a Kyler Murray or whoever. And they have, they, they decide, do we start over or do we pay this guy 50 million bucks? Cause he's better than shit. 
And so if, if that's the if that's the class Love's going to fall into, well, we'll see. I'm what I don't know. I, I, he's I don't know that you could have asked for anything more out of him other than a game winning drive in week two. He's been fine. He's missed. He's missed a lot of throws, and that's where those numbers come in. Completion percentage is about fifty-eight percent. So that's being ski. That's what they're looking at. And what's and what's Fields at? And he's missed a lot of throws. I don't like, know. What he's at. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's even better than that. And when you look at the numbers, that's what they're showing is they dissect every play, and they have all the 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 biometrics, everything else. They can see where all the guys are. Like the Bears have the highest expected completion ratio or percentage in all of football. That means if he actually was doing his job, he'd have the highest percentage. And Love's percentage should be significantly higher. And you see it. It's not just advanced metrics, these numbers that get tossed into a box. It's you see him on open platforms missing guys. Like that throw he missed to Dobbs was bad because that was just him not understanding where it's supposed to be, not having the feel for it. And that's a first down right there. And he has a, he's had at least four or five of those in each of the first two games. Now, is he terrible? No, he's not. But I think my okay, point – He's still doing that in week 10, 11, maybe we talk about it. But that's the problem is I don't think that that's the kind of stuff – and that's where with the field stuff, that's where most people are off board. They said this was the year that he had to do it. And that's where somebody like Bukowski was right because he was it saying all offseason. Uh, Mac, Mac Jerry leaves a comment. It's, this seems very nitpicky. NFL's nitpicky. The NFL's nitpicky. Like, there's not a big margin between the guys that are elite and the guys that are in the middle because it's those few plays that they hit up. So again, Alex agrees Lump- with you. Alex agrees with you. He says, okay. he says, I for one think a guy making three starts in his career has to be perfect already. He's not making plays. He's not making the big plays. He's not hitting the throws that you need to hit. And again, that doesn't mean that that's not the case. It's early on, but that's what I'm saying. That should be the barometer that people are watching. Direct your letters people- to Spark Guy, 11800 West Grange Avenue, Hales Corners, 53150. I'm going to get off of this because now you're like making me mad. Really? Why? Because you're dumb. <laughs> Why am I dumb? Because you're saying all this sh- You're saying all this shit about like, uh, you know, that, that, that steak was very, very good, but it wasn't the best fucking steak I've ever had in my goddamn life. I just, I just, and again, I care about everybody in the community. I just hate to hear you fall into the trap of where you're saying guys did enough. He was no, good you're enough. Looking at it like, oh, these Packer fans don't know. They, they, they don't, don't. They don't. You we, don't know. Already had a better career than Justin Fields. I mean, is that where you shoot? You want to bring up Trubisky too? Like, no shit. <laughs> no shit. I mean, I mean, any, uh, what are your stadium thoughts? I'm, I'm hoping it gets to the finish line. I think the city money thing, I'm sure you feel that way. You're a big Milwaukee guy and you said you're going to have Dan Schaefer on like it's bullshit that the city's holding the whole bag. Like, and especially with all the funding they pulled from the city in the last budget. So I didn't see, I was, I was traveling today, but might be the most commuter stadium in all of baseball. Yeah. You literally don't have to go. And the, the problem is people that come from out of the city, and like the three times a year they go to a brewer game, they think like, "Oh, I was in Milwaukee. It was scary. You were on eighty. You were driving by the state fucking fair, and you're <laughs> like, oh, I was, oh, I was, oh, oh, some car went really fast.' Yeah, you're not in Milwaukee at all, at all. 
So what was the deal with the press? So the press conference today was just the Republicans, right? I know no Democrats are there, but what were the Brewers' involvement? Did the Brewers say anything, or did they actually just take over the stadium as the landlord and hold that press conference? No, Schlesinger was talking. He says, I love tailgate culture. Oh, yeah. He was so that should I really make everybody mad and rip on tailgate culture, or is that gonna make people even more upset? No, tailgate culture is fine. I just think the brewers think it's like the the brewers think that everybody that goes to a they they think that like what they here I got one. I got a great analogy. Okay. I need you I'm, guys to, this is a great analogy that I'm gonna give you right after I talk about happy place hemp. Because the promo code's BART, right? This is not the analogy. The promo code's BART at, at Happy Place Hemp. So when you go there, Spark guy, you type in BART after your order, you get 25% off all your orders. Uh, all your orders, every single order. We're talking gummies. We're talking tinctures. We're talking the balms. We're talking whatever you need. The Delta 8s, the Delta 9s, the THC. You know what I took uh, to help? It didn't. It didn't help me with my cough. I'm not advertising that, but it did help me sleep was the CBD, CBN ones that I talk about a lot. Okay. Those were very good. Happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. Again, if you've never used any of these gummies or anything CBD, you can get a sample pack, try some stuff, see, do I need a half? Do I need a whole? And then when you make your real order, the promo code's still good. You don't have to do the thing where like, oh, I'm going to put it in here and then sit it in my cart for three days and hope I get an email. No, no, no. Promo code BART every time. Here I, I, is I, the analogy. What? Bro, well, go, the question is this. Do they have actually pet-specific CBD products or was Timmy just giving his dog just the off-the-rack stuff? No, they have a pet spray, a tincture. Very anxious dog, but go ahead. I want to hear your analogy. So they do have that. And I did ask Chris there once. I said, what if you're a human? He goes, why? He goes, well, we do try all our products, but these are specifically for pets. So I'm in the Rick Schlesinger. Believe he is like a pastor. Okay. Mm -hmm. He is a pastor, and his religion is tailgating. And he thinks everybody loves the tailgate as much as he. That we have pictures of grills, white grills, even though they maybe are brown grills, if you look at where they were born. Pictures of grills in our living room. Okay? He thinks that we are this society where every, every day we... Father, son, holy charcoal, right? But us that tailgate at Miller Park, we are C&E people. We are Christmas and Easter. We tailgate. We make use of your space a couple of times a year. We're not there every Sunday. We're not there firing up every day. We're not there front row holding our hands, auditioning in the front row to see if St. Peter's watching. We're not doing that. Rick Schlesinger's pre preaching gospel like we're all all his good little shepherds. Fam, we just go there on Christmas because we feel like because our in-laws want us to. Okay. I'm bummed. That makes sense. I get it. I feel that's a good one. I'd clip it, but I might offend people when I talked about the grill color. 
I, but I don't know. I think, yeah, considering what they have, I don't think that that beer district would ever work, but it's just too far out. It's not close enough to other things. Do you think the stadium should be in a different spot? Well, yeah, ideally. I think, yeah, I know you agree with that. I mean, how much better would it be if it was downtown? I mean, it would ideally. So, but I don't think that they can get enough people there randomly to to support it long term. Like it all. all that, I mean, I don't. I don't, don't want to be like Captain Urbanist here, but I went to uh, Twisted Fisherman for lunch today. Mm-hmm. There's just so much wasted space down there. Yeah, place on the goddamn river. It's right next to the recycling plant that went up in flames two months ago. Oh, there's still tons of area to do it, but if they're going to keep it out there, I'd imagine the Brewers think the same thing. Otherwise, that would have been part of the deal that they wanted some rights. So the Bucks guys gobbled it up, and they don't care to take it. But yeah, I, I just get worried. I just get worried about what happens between now and them actually signing it, and then also all the other stuff. And that's where Dan will be able to tell more. But I know it was tied to some pension stuff and some of everything else. So what are they going to load it with? And then what's the argument going to be? Because again. I, I am. That's my biggest concern in Wisconsin sports these days, and I've been clear about that. It sucks. That would suck so bad if the the the, the Brewers left. Like, what the hell? It'd be very. It'd be bad. So, well, I'm going to watch the end of this uh, Brown Steelers game mm-hmm. and try to figure out how much I'm going to bid on Jerome Ford. I didn't see the injury. I was in the car listening to the radio, but it sounds it like it was bad. In- Ugh. The guy got he tackled him like right at the knee. And the whole leg just buckled. Yeah. And then Shaq Thompson also messed up his leg. Here, Beer Baron agrees with you. Brewers can't get anyone out to Barrel Yard or X Golf. No one's gonna invest in a beer district. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but then you have to push it out to 2050. But I mean, how awesome would that be if that was and I think the best the best stuff I've seen online, somebody said put it next to the Harley Museum because there's room there. But the best one I saw was on the harbor. The harbor would be awesome. I don't I don't foresee any situation where the stadium moves. Twenty years from now. Not now. Not without the state government yeah. split and how the economy and everything. They wouldn't do it now, but you take your grandkids there. That is if you get over that cough. Well, today's a much better day. I, I was really uh, regressing on Sunday. It was really bad. They didn't give you the right stuff, though. They just would they give you some crappy antibiotics. They didn't give you something powerful. Well, they gave me five days worth of steroids, and then I asked for they more. Gave you just, holy shit! And you're still the steroids usually, which would were they the the steroids? Well, the first day I didn't have them, I was dying, and I messaged him last night. I go, I need more, and they go. You sound like you need an appointment. I'm mean, fuck that. Yeah, they won't usually give you a second course, but I've never had. I mean, I actually just was on that a couple of weeks ago. I had a bad back, and my whole back is in 24 hours. It was gone. Same thing with. Uh, I'm a child at heart. I still get ear infections. Boom, it goes away in like 12 hours. So I can see why Bronny liked the stuff. I can see why Bronny liked the stuff. I mean. That powered him through that 2011 season. Did you read now all your Braun advocacy? I didn't, Did you, I didn't even open the article. You have to. How can you? Oh man, you you are you got your own blind spot, don't you? You don't want to read it. Oh man, what a bad dude. No, won't ever read it. Never. Why? Hey, how about a good, we got a good showing for a Monday night. Thanks, guys, for hanging out tonight. Yeah, you get to that game. 
I hope you feel better. And the other thing is, final thing I'll add, have you tried the, did you just do my chart or did you actually do like Teladoc? Well, I went in. You went in, I know, but then you followed up. Did you just there go on my message on my chart? Yeah. Is it your actual doctor? No. No. Go, I go to my doctor, but I didn't see my doctor. Did you ever, but have you ever used Teladoc or anything like that? Like Teladoc. That not the Aurora or whatever, but like the actual service Teladoc. They'll I'll give you whatever you want. Yeah, saying. call that's my tip. Call Teladoc up, pay fifty bucks, fifty bucks, but you just tell them over the phone, they'll give you whatever you want. Or is anybody someone in the Winklerverse has to be like a doctor that can just write me prescriptions? Man, I don't know. I haven't seen the metrics. You get all the metrics probably from podcast downloads and stuff. I don't know how doctor centric this off this this audience is though. What do you think? My doctor knew he listened to the show. Really? Yeah, my my doctor know, knew the show. What vibe did he give you once he told you? Was it a little judgy or was he happy with it? That was a good vibe. I just I knew very clear from that day he would never give me an exam of my penis. That's a good way to end this. You should clip that. And that that's what you can put on the internet. That's a good that's clippable. Am I wrong? I'm not clipping this one. All right. Well, hey, good job. And by the final thing, good job on uh, channel twelve today. Oh, you saw it? No, I was just saying that. <laughs> it's just a real quick five minute hitter with this shitty background. Yeah, that's awesome though, man. I mean, you're getting some of those people though that are responding, like, especially people like Heller, you should be really proud of the fact you've got, a, you've got an audience, you've got a base. Now you're doing the CBS thing national, dude, you are just a, a thorn in their side. They wanted you to be off doing some kind of sales job and out of the industry. And Bart Winkler will not go away. So you should be proud of that, man. You'll be a thorn in their side. And then you can laugh in their face when the shit hits the fan for them. I've started to embrace that. I'm the cockroach of Milwaukee radio. I love it. I love it. It's you better than kill. being. You will not kill me. It's better than being the big unit. We like the big unit now. Is he? Is Infrastructure Week happening? No, but we support his show. Yes. Okay. What do you think it would take to get that happen? Uh, I don't know. I would. I'd be willing to have it happen. Oh, I'd be downloading. Yeah, I. I think everybody does. All right. Now I'll let you go. See you, Bart. See you, Spark Guy, and see you to all of you. Uh, we will be live again probably Sunday at this point. I've got Grant and Paul to tape this week. Uh, Horvat's the one guy on earth that is sicker than me. So I do plan to have Horvat at some point. As I mentioned, Dan Schaefer, the recombobulation area, is set to join us at, at some point this week to talk stadium. So Plenty to talk about, uh, and we'll be here breaking it all down. I'm Bar Winkler. See ya.